Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I am a writer for the Viking Age as well as zone coverage and bring me the news. And joining me is my co-host and managing editor of the Viking Age, Adam Patrick. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We are also available in podcast form on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So like, comment, share, subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Uh, Adam, I... I, I'm not big on trivia or any of that stuff, as you know. So I, I'm just going to ask you straight up: uh, What happened on Sunday? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the Vikings know what happened. Uh, they got their butt whooped. Uh, that's that's about all you can say to describe it on on in every facet of uh, the game: offense, defense, special teams, coaching. It was bad. Uh, everyone had their worst performance pretty much at the same time, uh, hoping that that doesn't happen again in the future. But sometimes that's how things go. Uh, it doesn't mean the season's over. It doesn't mean the world is you know, going to end. It doesn't mean the Vikings can't still contend for a championship. It was just a bad game. Uh, it could have been a, you know, a really bad matchup for the Vikings. Um, the Cowboys just, on the other side of the ball, they did everything right. Um so yeah, it was uh, just wasn't good. It was over by halftime. Uh, CBS let everyone know that by switching over uh, after the third quarter. But yeah, it was it was it was bad. Um, I I don't know why, but like I don't. I'm not worried about it. Like maybe maybe with with Zimmer teams in the years past, I would have been worried. But I feel like this this is a different team. It's different coaching staff. They're going to have hopefully a, a different approach and, and make the right adjustments to to make sure something like this doesn't happen, or at least do their, the best they can to make sure that this doesn't happen again. But uh, yeah, it was it was bad, and um, I don't know. It, it was what a thirty-seven point loss. Yeah, but to me, like if they lost by twenty-one or thirty-seven, like. I don't really see that big of a difference between that because I've seen a lot of stuff on like the point differential now for the Vikings, and I'm like, okay, I guess, but they're they're still eight and two, so they must be doing something right. Um, but yeah, it was uh, not good. But you know, throw it in the trash, move ahead. Luckily, I think a lot of the Vikings are excited to get to play on Thursday and get, <clears throat> get a quick chance to get that that bad taste out of their mouth, and we'll see yeah. if they can do that. Yeah, I I mean, like, we kind of knew something like this was coming, you know. Uh, yeah. Jesse Pierce, who's on the Before I Die podcast with Thor yeah. Nystrom, kept saying, you know, the Vikings will lose another game this year. Yeah. And, and she wasn't trying to be, like, you know, mean about it. Like, oh, they suck and whatever. No, like, that was just a fact. They weren't going to go 16-1 and one and go all the way to the Super Bowl and win. Like, 
there was going to be a bad game thrown in there, whether it was three points or 37, like the Vikings were going to lose in some fashion. I think it's just a shock of how bad it was in terms of, you know, the eye test even, Um, you know, the offensive line in general, allowing seven sacks on Kirk Cousins, that that can't happen. And you lose Christian Darisaw in that game. I totally understand that you're going to have a drop off there, but I mean, it was like they, they just weren't prepared to play. And I, I don't know if they read their press clippings. I mean, this, this is like a staple of the Zimmer regime, right? Like they would, they would have these awesome performances. Maybe they would get a surprise winner here or there. And then the very next week they would just come out and get absolutely blasted or they would just have a WTF game. Yep. Like, you know, the Buffalo game a couple of years ago, that's really yep. what this reminds me of is that, you know, the Vikings just weren't prepared to play. I, I don't know if they didn't practice enough because I know right. Kevin O'Connell kind of pumped the brakes, which I was all for. I, I yeah. mean, yeah. that that's something you got to do. But, you know, I think to have this hiccup now is a bit of a positive mm-hmm. because when you look at the schedule, you have... I mean, these four games, Buffalo, Dallas, New England, New York, those are hard hitting, you know, trench warfare type teams. And, you know, if there's a weakness of this team, it's between the trenches. It's the offensive line and the defensive line, especially when Zadarius Smith is nursing a knee injury. So, I mean, I looked at this stretch before the Buffalo game and I said, if you can get out of this stretch at 500 and, you know, maybe after this stretch, maybe Cameron Dantzler gets healthy. Um, a Caleb Evans will likely be healthy from his concussion. Although we just don't know, as we saw with Christian Darisaw could just be a couple of plays and then all of a sudden, you know, nothing happens, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it, it just, it, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Somebody was reaching out to me. Um, it, yeah, I mean, if they if they can get healthy and get ready for that stretch run, like my target date for this team to hit its stride is December 24th against the Giants. So yeah. that is that is basically where I think the Vikings should hit their stride. Yeah, and they've they've had games like you said with Zimmer like this in the past. A lot, a lot of those guys from those teams are still in the locker room. You know, Kirk Cousins, uh, Adam Thielen, Harrison Smith, Neil Hunter, Eric Kendricks, like a lot of those guys are still around. So that, you know, that behavior or, or mentality of, you know, we just won this great game, you know, no one's going to beat us now. We, maybe we don't have to work as hard this week is still in there. I'm not saying they didn't work hard last week. They probably did, but, uh, and, and also Kevin O'Connell's learning too. Like he might've been a little more relaxed with the, the Vikings during practice leading up to this. And and now he might not be now he might be like, okay, guys, like, you know, we might've won this great game, but we still got, you know, this big opponent coming up and, and they're not going to mess around. So I think it's a learning experience for, for everybody. I think, um, especially in game too, because it, it didn't seem like, uh, Kevin O'Connell made a lot of adjustments, even though, um, Kirk cousins kept getting killed. Like he didn't call, uh, quick passes or, or screens or, you know, stuff to just roll outs to just get, you know, to prevent the pass rush from being as dominant as it was. Uh, he, stepped, he kept just calling like just regular normal five, seven step drops and hoping that the, you know, backup offensive lineman would hold against the elite pass rush of the Dallas Cowboys and surprise it didn't. Um, so yeah, I think, 
it's a learning experience for everybody. Um, but yeah, it's good that it comes now. It's good that it's not, you know, right at the end of the season before you go into the playoffs um, or in the playoffs. But yeah, let's not. And also, the Cowboys are pretty good. Uh, they're what seven and three, mm-hmm. six and three. Um, they're they're good. They're gonna be um a tough team to beat in the playoffs. Uh, they you know t- Tony Pollard is ridiculous. I'm not really sure why he, Zeke Elliott is even playing as much as he is. Uh, because Tony Pollard it needs to be on the field as much as possible. But I know they're paying Zeke a lot of money, so that's probably why. Uh, but yeah, the Cowboys are good. So apparently, you know, playing these NFC East teams is is uh, not easy for the Vikings this year because they've been they got killed by the Eagles. They were losing by ten in the fourth quarter to the Commanders, and they got killed by the Cowboys. So I'm a little worried about that Giants game. Not gonna lie. Yeah, and I I think too my concerns are more long term than anything. Uh, the yeah. Derisaw thing is number one on my list as far as concerns. Because it's his second concussion in two weeks. And he suffered it pretty quickly. I, I think he only lasted yeah. the first drive. And then he, he was pulled from the game. Yeah. Did you um, see it? No, I didn't see the play. Was yeah, it dirty? I think. No, no, no. I think it's not, it was just a, a straight up like bull rush. Um, but the the Cowboys defender pretty much just like put his head in the Darius's head. Um, and that's pretty much. That was the last play he was on the field. So everyone's everyone just assuming that's that's how it happened. And I think was that the Parsons sack? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Okay. Um, because yeah, he gave up a sack right away in the game, and then all of a sudden he was out of the game. So yeah, I he seemed he seemed was. off. Like he didn't yeah. he didn't seem like he was recovered from the initial concussion. Um, so I'm curious to see like if he if he suffered suffered another one or like this is still the the first one and he didn't recover fully. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's out until well they get a they get a longer break after mm-hmm. this this Patriots game, so that might help them. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's out for the Jets game as well. Um just and I, I don't mind that. It's a concussion. Like these these things need to be taken seriously. Um and I would rather have that than have like a, a Tua situation where, you know, Mike McDaniel is just going up there and spitting out whatever he thinks people should want to hear and it looks terrible. So um Whatever amount of time Darisaw has to be out is fine. We're like I think O'Connell said afterwards, like he's got a bright long future. Let's let's worry about that and not worry about you know beating the Jets or or beating the Lions. Uh, his future is probably more way more important than a few games this season. Yeah, and, and it, it's unfortunate because he's having an All Pro season yeah. and everything else. I mean. Judd Zolgad theorized he might be out a month and it's hard to like speculate and guess how long somebody's going to be out with a concussion. You right. know, um, you know, we were doing it all last week with Darisaw because he was on social media and everything yeah. looked good and he was playing and whatever. And it's just going to be, um, it's just going to be a wait and see. Like I said, if they can get him back for the giants game, you know, take your time because I mean, after this, uh, after this Patriots game, you get the Jets. Mm-hmm. I'm not really afraid of the Jets right now. Defense is um, good. Defense, defense is, is good, good, yes, but I I don't think they can put them enough points up to win a game. No, no. Um, not if Zach, not if Zach Wilson's playing. Not with the Disney villain at quarterback uh, <laughs> that they seem to have right now. Um, but I will say, if Darius is going to be out for an extended period of time, please 
have a different game plan. Don't don't assume. Yeah. Don't put Blake Brandle in there and be like, all right, you got to do everything to Darius. I did. It's like, no, he's not going to do that. Seven step drop. And that's what here's the thing. That's what they should have done against Dallas is quick passes and, yes. and let because though both those corners are corners that are going to bite on double moves Correct. and are super aggressive. So Justin Jefferson probably was open very quickly in the game. Yes. And if you if you're running, you know, these elaborate routes downfield, they take time to develop. If you run a quick route, like Justin Jefferson could have caught the ball and then he goes up against a secondary that is just horrendous at tackling. Yeah. So, I mean, the adjustment didn't get there. And Jefferson mentioned it. I'm curious to see how O'Connell responds. I think he might be talking today or tomorrow. Yeah. I am not exactly sure, but as we record this on Tuesday morning, but um, that's going to be interesting. The other concern that I had coming out of this game uh, was Andrew Booth Jr. And this entire rookie class is really starting to look bad. And I don't know how Lewis seen <laughs> w- would have progressed or anything, yeah. 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 Um, you know, throughout the season. He could have. And I mean, I've heard from people I've talked to that he's more of a like doer kind of learner than a thinker kind of learner. Yeah. I, I'm kind of the same yeah. way, especially just, when it comes to it takes pace probably a, and stuff. Yeah, it takes a little longer for him to pick things up. I heard that too. Like in Georgia, it took him a little bit. But once he picks it up, like he's right. Right. I, and I mean, you have Ed Ingram, who's probably the worst <laughs> guard in football. <laughs> Brian Asamoah is a special teamer. Caleb mm-hmm. Evans has been fine, but the rest he's aren't even good. mentioning. Booth in particular, eight targets by Dallas. He allowed seven catches, 85 yards, and you could say they're growing pains. But I mean, the Cowboys basically went there and said, let's go after that guy. And the good mm-hmm. news is the Patriots and Jets don't really have receivers to fear. But uh, I mean, yeah. Booth doesn't look great. And he's a guy that they traded up for mm-hmm. to go get. So, I mean, that is a big concern for me that he doesn't even look anywhere ready to play. Yeah. I mean, you look at the two teams that he went against for his first. He was on, like, I think last week against the Bills was his first defensive snaps with the Vikings this year. Um, And then this week against the Cowboys was his first start. Those are two of the best offenses uh, in the NFL this year. So, like, to be those for those to be your first like that to be your first action in the NFL that's that's a pretty tough task uh for for any rookie um we know the cornerback is extremely tough to you know switch over from college to the NFL because the rules are just so much more different um and you know I feel like any corners that come in the league and and are have a little bit of success immediately is is a surprise because I would I expect most corners to struggle. Um, so I'm not surprised that Booth is struggling. I'm not worried. Um, I will be worried maybe in the middle of next season if he's still like this. Um, but he hasn't given up a touchdown, I will say that. But yeah, like he he had he went against tough competition. He's the fifth cornerback on the on the Vikings depth chart. We're finding out why. Um, because you got what Patrick Peterson, Dantzler. Caleb Evans, Shannon Sullivan, and then Andrew Booth. Um, so we're we're finding out why, and it's not a bad thing. You know, some guys learn take longer to learn. Uh, maybe this this scheme isn't what something that he's used to. Um, so we'll see. He still he still made he he had a good pass breakup. Um, where he he dove, I think he dove and and broke up the pass. So there's some there's some things to be excited about with him still but 
rookie struggles, Ed Ingram, rookie struggles, like all these guys, like I'm not surprised. We we I think we get spoiled sometimes with some of the rookie classes. You look around the league, like the Seahawks and, and the Patriots and how good their their rookies are are playing this year. That's that's not the norm. Um usually it takes a few years for you know you to get the any sort of benefit out of the players that you drafted past the first round. I think Brian Osamoa is doing pretty good on special teams. Do we count Ryan Wright as part of the rookie class? He was an undrafted free agent. Um, yeah, <laughs> you, you can count. He had a bad punt on uh, on Sunday too, but he had a, a good one as well. But yeah, um, I mean, it's not good. Like you would like your your depth to be better out on the field, but the Vikings, you know, injury wise, they don't really have a whole lot of choices right now. Um, so it is what it is. But yes, luckily. They're playing the Patriots and Jets who uh uh can you name the top receiver on the Patriots? I can't. I want to say it's Kendrick Bourne. Uh that's the first name that comes to mind. Let's see. The Is he even on the team. There's Jacoby Myers, but he yes, doesn't score a- touchdowns unless I'm playing him in fantasy. Jacoby Myers has forty four catches for five hundred and nine yards and three touchdowns. Is he the number one? Yeah, he's averaging eight targets a game. So I'm guessing. Um, and then you got uh, the next receiver. Next best receiver is Nelson Aguilar, uh, Devontae Parker. So, yeah. Like, like, here's the thing. It's just like Bill Belichick doesn't need help to identify your weaknesses. No. And the Vikings just put them all on tape in a big red bow <laughs> like they're yeah. passing, you know, a bowl of sweet potatoes at Thanksgiving. He was going to find them anyways. Yeah, you know, like he's probably just flipped on it. He's like, oh, shit, that was easy. Right? Go, go steal Christmas or something. Um, you know, and I mean, th- this is where it gets bad because Bill Belichick, I wrote this at zone coverage. He is the worst possible guest for the Vikings for Thanksgiving. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I looked through the history of the Vikings against Bill Belichick. And I, I have it. So, so I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll run through it super quick here. But like 2002, the Vikings fell behind 21 nothing and lost 24-17 in Foxborough. Vikings finished 6-10. and 10. They sucked anyway, so I'm not going to waste too much yeah. time on that. 2006, <clears throat> Vikings started the Brad Childress era 4-2. and two. Um, I went to this game. It was a Monday night football game. It was the first yeah. Monday night game I've ever been to. Tom Brady threw for 372 yards and four touchdowns. And they won 31-7. <laughs> the only offensive touchdown was a Mewelde Moore punt return. Ooh. And uh, the Vikings, like I said, they started 4-2. and two. They finished 6-10. and 10. 2010, Patriots won 28-18. Brett Favre got hurt. Randy Moss had a meltdown, was traded to Minnesota, and then uh, got cut because he doesn't like Tanucci's. Uh, they finished 6-10. and 10. Sensing a pattern here. Yeah. Uh, 2014, Mike Zimmer. Yay. They beat the Rams. Harrison Smith, pick six. Adrian Peterson got suspended before the game, but this yep. is a new era. We're good here. We got Norv Turner. Norv, right? The Vikings managed just 217 yards of total offense. Most of them on the first drive where PA had an orgasm in the booth or something. Um, <laughs> Vikings lost 31 to, or 30 to 7. AP <laughs> never played another game. And uh, they finished seven and nine. And then uh, 2018, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen were just taking over the league. Bill Belichick said, well, let's double these guys. See, see what happens, whatever. Uh, surprisingly, Laquan Treadwell didn't step up. And uh, Talvin Cook had 84 yards, but he only had them on nine carries. So 
Vikings lost 24 7. They fired John the, DiPolipo and uh, 8 7 1. The Thielen argument uh, with Belichick game. Yeah, that, that was like straight out of the Minnesota Wild playbook. Mm-hmm. Like, we're getting our ass kicked, but I'm just going to f- start a fight anyway, <laughs> type of thing. Send a uh, message. I think I figured it out that the Vikings have never made the playoffs in a season where they've played the Patriots since 2000, seems like. Right. Well, and when was Belichick hired? Was that 90? Because they won the Super Bowl in 2001. So was it 99 or 2000? So those would have been the only times they played Belichick. Right. 2000, I think, actually. So basically what I've noticed is that he knows how to shut down any offense that's thrown at him. That's not a surprise. He's Bill Belichick. He's probably the greatest coach of all time. Um, Not according to Sean McCoy. Yeah, yeah. You know. (laughs) <laughs> but uh when, they probably had a field day by it's the just way just a guy Sunday. with him just in, just in just the viewing guy. room just cracking some cold ones and yeah you know hanging out with Minnie mouse yeah. um <laughs> you know and, and i mean this game shouldn't scare me i look at the roster and i go they're fine and, and the thing is the patriots have the second highest pressure rate behind the dallas cowboys as far as uh you know, getting to the quarterback, that's a little bit of a concern. But, I mean, I look at this roster, and I'm, I i don't really fear anything. Like, you know, if I'm Bill Belichick, I look at the tape, and I go, okay, they just got bitched in the trenches, offensively and defensively. We're going to send pressure. We're going to send blitzes. Um, the other thing that the Cowboys did, and I noticed this while watching the game, is that they did a good job of disguising their coverage. Mm-hmm. So they would have a guy follow Justin Jefferson in motion, and then they would drop back into a cover two. And for a quarterback like Kirk Cousins, who is immaculate before the snap, but then has trouble improvising, that was a death sentence for him. So, I mean, Bill Belichick's probably like, well, that's easy. I, I do that all the time. Shit, I mean, yeah. We'll we'll just go ahead and do that. Um, <laughs> what concerns you about this game? Well, I had a question. Do do we think? I, I just thought of this. Do we think that you know George Edwards, J. Ron Curse, Anthony Barr uh, being on the other sideline had any impact on how poorly the Vikings played on offense, and them be, knowing what a lot of the weaknesses are of some of those Vikings players? Could have definitely been something. Mike McCarthy could have went up and been like, hey, what what would you have done? Barr could have been George, like. George Edwards seemed pretty fired up. Uh, oh, I Sunday. forgot he was even on the. What is he, like defensive Se- analyst like a senior, or something? Senior div- defensive analyst, yeah. Um, Expert jawing, coffee maker. Jawing with Delvin Cook and Delvin Cook gets the flag. That's, that's, that's always good. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Chris Boyd got a penalty too. We should probably point that out. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make the Pro Bowl now. So. Yeah, down he goes. Down he goes. All right. What was your question about uh, about the Patriots? What concerns you about this matchup? Um, Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's just Belichick, you know, he as as poorly as some of their some of the aspects of their team might be, he has a way of making sure that um 
his teams make like the fewest mistakes possible. And when you make a mistake, they're going to capitalize on it. So like fumbling in your own, you know, your own side of the, on your own side of the field, uh, shanking a punt, um, you know, missing a, a, a fourth down play. Like they're going to, this is, these are his teams are known for like capitalizing on mistakes. They just take advantage. They, they do their jobs um and they they take advantage of the their mistakes and and a lot of, and also they they know your weaknesses they're going to exploit them as much as possible like i have this feeling remember that was it last year was it the bills and and patriots when the patriots ran like 40 times um, yeah like i could see that happening on thursday because the Vikings rush defense has been terrible the last three weeks without Dalvin Tomlinson, who might play on Thursday. Um, but um, I could see Bill Belichick being like, just stop it. Just do what you can. Just see if you can stop it. I don't think you can. And we're going to keep running the ball until you can stop it. Um, and he doesn't care as long as they win. He doesn't care if Mac Jones has five pass attempts or, or you know, whatever. Uh, they're going to do whatever they, they can to win. And, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. Like people are like, oh, the Patriots are not that good. They lost a bunch of games. You always got to be worried about the Patriots, especially if you're a team that doesn't play them very often because you're not used to like a team like the Bills or the, or the Dolphins have a better chance at beating the Patriots because they're, they're used to some of the stuff that he does. But a team like the Vikings that sees them every four years, it's not, it's not never usually a good thing. Um, so I know the Vikings are favored by what? Three, three, three and a half. Oh, uh, two and um, a half. I actually looked this morning when I was, Oh, it's going down. Money. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, they probably watched the game one more time. and like, yeah, that's a little high. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I think it's gonna be low scoring. I think Greg Joseph's got to, he's got to make his kicks. He can't be missing, missing kicks. Cause Points are probably gonna be hard to come by. This, this is where this is where not watching the second half kind of hurts me a little bit because did he miss a kick? No. Okay. No. He made his first field goal in US Bank Stadium since week one. That was yeah. big. Yeah. I guess if yeah. we want to talk about positives 20, in that game. It was twenty six yards. You better make that. I don't know. Blair Walsh was twenty seven. So uh, well that's that that was too far. So that was, that was out of his range. <laughs> oh. Since they're playing on Thanksgiving, I wanted to show you my shirt. Oh, very nice. Yeah. That is I, that uh, is uh, elite. A classic classic picture. I had to get my Thanksgiving shirt. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Ho- hopefully Justin Jefferson can have a, a similar performance. Um yeah, they're going to be I think they're going to be all over him too. They're going to they're going to be like okay, Thielen's old. Go ahead, pass to him. Uh I think TJ Hawkinson's going to be a, probably a big big factor in this game. He cannot drop passes in the end zone like he did against the Cowboys because that that felt eerily similar to week two against the Eagles mm-hmm. when he catches that the game is totally different you know like Irv Smith he catches that game's totally different so don't drop passes TJ Jordan Hicks didn't uh survive any criticism either because that was pathetic Pollard yeah, and I mean Tony Pollard, like you mentioned it, he should be playing more. Except the Crip Keeper paid Zeke a whole bunch of money. Yeah. He's like, hey, I gotta get my money out of Zeke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real nice. Um, <laughs> but it, it just, you know, 
Hicks has been slow in coverage all year long. And again, again, the Cowboys has found a way to do it. I, I mean, I, I, I hate keep going back to that game. But I mean, that's the type of game that you put weaknesses on tape and teams will look to repeat that. So what happens on Thursday? Like that that's what makes this so interesting on Thursday. What happens when teams know what to do against you now? Is there another wrinkle that Kevin O'Connell can come up with to keep this from going? Because, I mean, like I said, the Vikings are in a great position. Eight and two is not bad. Like in past years, this was like a death blow to the Vikings. Like we just lost to Cooper Rush and now we're under 500 and now we need this team to lose, this team to lose. No, you like you have the North wrapped up. You at least have one home playoff game. I think you still have a two game lead over Seattle or uh, or I think it's San Francisco now. Uh, for the NFC okay. or for a uh, the second seed. So, I mean, yeah. you're in a good spot. And like, if you if you need to kind of weather a storm a little bit, you need to do that. I mean, the Rams didn't win a game last year in November. Right. So and then, you know, they just kind of, OK, whatever, just keep working at it. And eventually they fought through it. So can we can we talk about the Niners for a minute? Like, what, what is this obsession with everyone being like, oh, they're the. They're the team to watch, you know, like watch out for them. Uh, as much they as they don't impress like, me, their defense, no, like, they're a lot like the Patriots. Their defense is good and they have good players. Again, I, I, I've said it before. Kyle Shanahan is the kid who plays with the box at Christmas because he gets the, <laughs> he gets the green Ranger Megazord RIP and he just wants to play with the box and present, pretend he's the dragon Zord. I mean, I'm just looking at people always talk about like who, you know, who have the Vikings beat or whatever, but, but like I'm looking at the Niners schedule right now, their best win is over the Seahawks in week two, when the Seahawks were still trying to figure things out. They lost, they lost to the Broncos. They got blown out by the Falcons by 14 points. They beat the Rams twice. They got killed by the chiefs. Uh, they barely beat the chargers. They just killed the Cardinals who are terrible. Who had their backup in, they beat the Panthers big whoop. Like I don't, that to me, there and everyone's just assuming that Christian McCaffrey is going to stay healthy for the rest of the season, even though he hasn't done that in like four years. There's just I don't understand it a lot. Like this, there's a lot of obsession too. Like Kyle Shanahan, he's like this genius or whatever. I'm like, have you looked at his? Mike Tice has a higher winning percentage than than Kyle Shanahan <laughs> in his career. That shouldn't happen the way that they talk about Kyle Shanahan. I know he's a he's a great offensive mind. He's probably a better offensive coordinator than he is a head coach. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I understand that they get in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough team to beat. Mm-hmm. But this obsession, like, oh, they're, they're the, they're the, they could be like a sneaky Super Bowl favorite. No, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, it's just, it's just bothering me because like Troy Aikman was like drooling over Kyle Shanahan yesterday when they beat the Cardinals uh, with Colt McCoy. Um, it was just, uh, I don't know. It, but that, that bothered me yesterday. And I had to like get that off my chest, but yeah, not only the Cardinals, the shorthanded Cardinals, you mentioned yeah. Colt McCoy. They were down Hollywood Brown. Yeah. They were down. I think, uh, Rondale Moore got hurt very early in mm-hmm. that game. Imagine 170 pound receivers getting hurt in the NFL. That's weird. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it just, I, I don't know. That Arizona team's not good. They don't have leadership. They don't have good coaching. They don't have a lot of things. I would still and say the Vikings are the third best team in the NFC behind the Eagles and Cowboys. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I still, I don't think the gap between the Cowboys and the Vikings is no. 37 points. No. It was just a really off day. Like, I don't know. It's, this happens. It happens. Like <laughs> it's so funny to hear us talk about this because it's just, like we're just sitting here, like, what? What was that? Like, yeah, we, we, and we we're know. not going to know. We're not going to know until Thursday. Like, There's if they bunch, come out and play yeah. like this on Thursday, sound the alarm. But There's if they bunch, don't, if if the Patriots put forty points up on the Vikings, go ahead and yeah. cancel the season. Like that's. That's not going to happen. Um, but like we there's evidence like I know I myself and a lot of other people have posted things on Twitter like, you know, three of the last four Super Bowl champions have all had a game in their season where they've lost by 21 points or more. Like it, it's just just the Bengals lost by like 30 points last year in the middle of their season before making the Super Bowl like this. It's just happened. Sometimes things unravel and you just you can't recover. And it just it gets out of hand, and that, that it is what it is, and you and you move on, and you figure out. Sometimes it's good though, like it 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 makes you kind of take a step back and realize, okay, you know, we're not as good as we think we are. We still have plenty to work on, and you fix those weaknesses, and it helps you moving forward, so that you can you know be better when you face a team like the Cowboys or the Eagles in the future. Because I honestly, I would like to see the Vikings play the Cowboys again. I know a lot of people are like, no, they just got killed. But I would like to see that again. Like, like, like I said, Hawkinson catches that touchdown. That game's way different. Um, so it's just a weird game, and hopefully, yeah, the, the result on Thursday is much different. All right, so the Vikings will win on Thursday if they got to stop the run. They have to stop the run. I know the the Patriots aren't the best at the uh, at running the ball this year, so it's. It could be a little easier. They're not the Cowboys. They don't have that. Their offensive line isn't as good as the Cowboys. But the Vikings have been giving up rushing yards, a lot of rushing yards without Dalvin Tomlinson in there. Um, and then, you know, you got to you gotta force turnovers. Last week was the first game against, or the first game of the year, the Vikings haven't forced a turnover uh, this season. Every other game, they forced at least one turnover. Um, and that's clearly a big part of their defensive formula. Like we're, we're going to give up a lot of yards or we're going to take the ball away from you. And that didn't happen last week. They just gave up a lot of yards and a lot of points. Uh, so, and I think Mac Jones is a uh, turnover prone. I think we can, we can say that about him. Um, so yeah. And you know, just, you just gotta, this is not a team that you can make stupid mistakes. <clears throat> Chris Brown against not Chris, Chris Brown, Boyd. Chris Boyd, uh, that was a terrible joke because I did it wrong. Um, Chris Boyd uh, or anyone else, you know, for that matter. You, this is not a game to get unsportsmanlike, you know, penalties, taunting penalties, whatever. Because that's exactly what Bill Belichick wants you to do. He's probably going to be like, you know, like go like punch these guys in the mouth. They're going to punch back and they're going to get the flag. So this is this is not a game to do that. So you got to play smart, uh, get turnovers, and stop the run. Yeah, I, I think I pretty much agree with you. Stopping the run is going to be number one for me because I think Bill Belichick is going to look at that from last week and go, all right, let's let's run the ball. Let's punch them in the mouth and see how yep. they respond. Yep. I think that's how the Patriots will definitely open a game. If you put it on Mac Jones's plate, I think you got a very good chance to win because yep. he, he just looks lost. I think Josh McDaniels was a big part of his success last year. Uh, even though McDaniels is an Speaking awful, of loss. yeah. When you want to talk about 
good offensive coordinators, but bad, uh, you know, head coaches. Josh McDaniels is at the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I mean, what do you mean? They got Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as their offensive coordinators. It's going uh, well. That that's like an advantage coming into this game for me. Like when you think about it, but (laughs) I I mean, man. Um, But yeah, you got to stop the run. You got to get pressure when they do decide to go back and pass like the Vikings. I think they only had like a 20% pressure rate and that might be high against the Cowboys. So you have to do that. And again, like I I think adjustments are going to be key in this game. Like Mm -hmm. they didn't make a single adjustment over the Mm -hmm. course of the Dallas game. And Justin Jefferson called it out again. I'm interested to see what Kevin O'Connell might say. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be like, Oh, like the Mike Zimmer era, it felt like Zimmer was watching through like that kind of interrogation glass during press conferences. Yeah. Cause like, you know, Kirk was, ah, I don't really know how to I, answer that. Uh, I will say this. Tape. A lot of the stuff Jefferson said yesterday, he was kind of egged on and nudged into saying what he was, what, what came out because I, I watched the press conferences and a lot, a lot of the questions were like, do you wish that you changed this? And he's like, yes, I wish. And people were like, oh, Justin Jefferson said he wished that uh, they, they threw more quick passes. But I don't think anything Jefferson said was that bad. It's not like he came out and said, like, it was just like matter of fact. Like, it was like, yeah, we probably should have ran more quick play stuff. Like, I I don't know. It wasn't like, yeah, my head coach doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah. Like everyone would agree with him. Everyone knows they played like, you know, terrible. Uh, he's not saying anything that no one disagrees with. I don't think he's not like throwing any anyone under the bus. He didn't name names. So yeah. Uh the Patriots will win if um this goes to your adjustments thing, but like you said, the Patriots have a very good pass rush. If the the Vikings think they can just come out and and not have and run their offense, you know, as they would with Christian Darisaw on the left tackle, then they're gonna lose. They're gonna get sacked. Kirk Cousins is gonna is gonna fumble the ball. Uh, the Patriots going to get easy points. Um, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta have a different plan. Like I was waiting for, you know, Kevin O'Connell to call some, maybe a jet sweep or something like a motion or, or something to throw them off. Like it felt like their game plan against Buffalo was very good. Um, at least when they were scoring, mm-hmm. um, they had a lot like the CJ ham play when they scored the touchdown. That was Incredible. Um, we didn't see any of that against the Cowboys. It was kind of like, eh, we'll beat them. We'll be all right. I'll just, you know, I'll just use one of my normal playbooks. Um, I also think Kevin O'Connell might be a little more amped up for this game because he was drafted by the Patriots. Yeah. Bill, Be- Bill Belichick's kind of like a mentor to him. Um, so I feel like he's going to have something to prove, especially after, after Sunday's performance. He doesn't seem like he's someone who's just going to be like, oh, Oh well, try again. He seems like someone who's gonna be affected by Sunday and like get two hours of sleep this week because he's gonna just want to be coming up with a much better game plan. So I, I expect. Um, and if they win the coin toss, don't elect to receive. Yeah. Okay. Get the ball. Like, in this, it sounds so stupid, but getting the ball in the second half, like, it's a big advantage. Uh, first in the second half, because if you get the ball at the end of the first half and you score points and you can score points in the beginning of the second half, which the Vikings haven't really done this year because they suck in the third quarter. But you at least get that, you know, that that 
those chances. Um, Because I heard that on Sunday. I was like, oh, the Vikings won the toss and they like to receive. And I'm like, what? Why? Um, but maybe they just wanted to like get ahead quickly and, and control the game plan or whatever. Um, but yeah, make adjustments. Don't don't come out with a seven-step drop plan. Call quick passes. Throw, you know, call some trick plays if you want. You know, that Bill Belichick likes to do that stuff. Well, I guess Josh, Josh McDaniels like to do that. But, you know, throw them off. Don't don't just give them easy, you know, opportunities to to stop you. Like, this is the Patriots. They're a smart team, and you have to outsmart them. So that's what they got to do. Um, What's your uh, – yeah, the double dip. I, it just reminded me because I always do that in NCAA uh, football. And uh, tough news today. Not for a while. <laughs> yeah, July 2024, which can – I, can I rant? Can we go, can we ahead, go this yeah. route before we do score predictions? Because I I was one of the guys who overpaid during the pandemic to get NCAA college football. And yeah. I also have a PS5. Yeah. I play college football on my PS3 more than I play my PS5. <laughs> like, hundred, it's just a more fun game. And, and like, it, it blows my mind that EA cannot create a good video game right now outside right. of – Outside of NHL, FIFA? NHL 23 is good. A lot of people like FIFA. I, I, I'm not a big soccer guy, so I don't play yeah. it. But like NHL 23 is good. Madden is just a dumpster fire every year. And like, I don't know if it's because I suck at it and throw interceptions all the time. Uh, I've heard a lot of people have had issues with interceptions. I'm not sure if it's yeah. like, I haven't I'm played Madden sure since I had a PS2. Well, and here's the thing. Like when I bought the new one, I'm like, I want to buy Madden and just see what it looks like. Right. And like it, th- there's just so many flaws with it. Like you can't even do a franchise because I, I guess it resets once what? it runs out of draft people. What? Like, like those are just little <laughs> things where it's like, do you think you should go through that? But no, we, we need Madden ultimate team and we need to make our money off of that. And, you know, little Jimmy and in nine-year-old playing in his underwear every day like that you know i I mean i just want to play against the computer in a franchise mode build a team and like have it be fun like that's the thing ncaa 14 is fun it's fun to build your own team it's fun to take over like the one i started was uh because there is this group called college football revamped that has updated all the rosters it's even put in like the newer stadiums, like uh, the hurricanes play at hard rock. They put in the new hard rock stadium from a Madden. uh, I can't remember whatever the last Madden last gen was. Um, They put that in there. They put in the new Falcon stadium is in there. Like they do tremendous work. So they, they're doing better than EA. (laughs) They, they, yeah, they're doing their, they figured it out. It's just, you know, and, and I mean, I'm I'm looking at the article right now. This, that's the best date for us to bring the game that we think is going to meet or exceed our player expectations. Well, Jesus Christ, it doesn't slow you down with Madden, does it? Like well, I, yeah. I am just, I don't know. Maybe it'll be worth the wait. Maybe it won't. But I, I mean, you know what? It, it just kind of. I'll probably buy Madden next year and just with the hope. I, actually, I think that next year I'm just gonna wait and see what yeah. everybody else says yeah. first because yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah I've been out of the video game loop for a while. I'll probably get get it back into it when when my kids get older. Um, but yeah, I used to I used to play Madden all the time on my PS2 or whatever. I used to play NCAA football. Loved running the option. I think that was like one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. of uh, NCAA football. Um, and yeah, like I feel like EA Sports is like basically like falling off. They used to like. 
be so dominant with every yes. title. That's what I'm saying. NBA Life used to be like the 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 game MVP baseball, Tiger Woods. Um, what's the boxing one they had? They had a boxing one too. Um, yeah, I can't like, remember what it was. They but... were they had they had everything, and now it seems like 2K is like the dominant um, brand for for at least sports games. Um, or even even like uh, Sony Studios in the show. That's probably. Yep the yeah. best video game out there right now. I mean, even if you don't like baseball, it's easy to play. There's, I mean, this, this is what I like about NCAA 14 and like the not video game crowd is probably turning this podcast off, but that's fine. <laughs> but like you can customize it to play it how you want. Like if, if you think you throw too many interceptions, you can turn it down. I mean, that's the slider, but like, the offense, you can have a different skill. The defense, you can have a different skill. Like MLB, the show, like if you want to do a pitching meter, you could do it that way. If you want to have the meter when you throw across the diamond, you can do it that way. Like there's just options. I like the fact that there's options. Madden, there's not really many options unless you want to play ultimate team and pay microtransactions out the ass. <laughs> so, I mean, that that is, yeah, it, it's got it's got me a little triggered this morning. Let's just put it that way. But anyway, let, let's let's get back on track. What's your prediction for the game? Um, let's see. What's the spread right now? Forty-two and a half. I can't prepare it at oh, least. Over there, under. But. Over under. Um. Seventeen, yeah. uh, thirteen Vikings. It's not going to be very fun. It's going to be <laughs> a lot will. of uh. We will be put uh, what, to sleep what? by something more than the turkey. Uh, what? Who? Who is it? Uh, who's the? Who's the commentator on NBC? What am, why am I blanking? Um, Mike Trico. And who else? Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, Chris Collinsworth. Why was yeah. I? I not thinking of that. Um, yeah, Chris. Chris Collinsworth. I uh, can't wait to hear about how much uh, he loves uh, the Patriots all the entire game on Thursday. Uh, but yeah, seventeen thirteen. Bye. Um. I'm going to go the opposite way almost, but uh, I'm going to go 16, 13 Patriots. I think the Vikings put enough on tape for Bill Belichick to beat them. I think people are really going to panic after this, but they have 11 days. They can regroup and whatever. I hope I'm wrong, but I I, Bill Belichick's history against the Vikings scares me Mm -hmm. as far as that goes. And like I said, you basically gift wrapped all your weaknesses for him to game plan over this four game stretch. He basically got cliff notes. Her cousins, two and zero on Thursday nights with the Vikings at home. Kirk Cousins in prime time. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Uh, all right. Well, we should probably wrap things up here. That is all the time we have for today. Make sure you uh, like, comment, follow, subscribe. See you I next Monday. What I'm saying right now. Yeah, we we will not have a episode on Thursday, so we'll gripe about the game or praise the game on Monday so he can eat turkey and all of that good stuff. But um, right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel, I am Chris Shad. He's Adam Patrick. We'll talk to you on Monday. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.